Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. How are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. <laughs> I'm great. I love this new studio setup. Uh-huh. Um, and it feels kind of awesome to be back in studio again. Yeah, yeah, you've been busy. I know mm-hmm. our listeners have missed having you um, with me on the podcast. And uh, so I'm really excited that you're able to squeeze in some time. We can chit-chat, get caught up, because you're going to be off and running for like the next six weeks, it sounds like. Yeah, it'll be another another round, a little national tour, if you will. Right, yeah. right. So would you just share with everybody a little bit like what you have been doing? <laughs> I like allude to it on some of the yeah. episodes, but I didn't want to like steal your thunder yeah. because there's some really cool stuff that you're doing. It's been pretty exciting. So I work for a fashion design and, and production house. And so we work with brands, retailers to develop collections. And there's two sides of our business. We, one side of our business, we, you know, we work with major companies and we're kind of that silent partner, you know, to help them design their collections and produce them and and so forth. But we have another uh, company that we acquired a few years ago that we just had our major launch. And that one is called Inspire. And we uh, work with influencers to launch collections. And so that has been part of what's been really occupying some of my time. But wonderful, you know, we, we, we work with influencers like um, Tina Lee, who's of Leather and Lace. Oh, okay. And if you go look at her Instagram, it is the most beautiful Instagram feed you will ever see. She launched... Hashtag goals. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is a pure content creator. She's a very interesting person. She left her corporate life to decide one day that she just was going to become a content creator. She learned photography, all these incredible skills to support that. And what's amazing about her is that she literally is a one-woman business where you look at her photography and you think, clearly she's got to have somebody taking those photos. She does it all herself. And so she flew to Paris to capture her collection, and the photography that we got out of it is extraordinary. But she's she, sorry, to, yeah. She flew to Paris to capture her fashion collection. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay. So she was depicting it on like the Paris streets and things. Oh, and the Opera House and okay. all these iconic places. And she that collection looks like you know Jim Batista. You know, like it's decadent and luscious and beautiful and you think that she would have an entire staff Uh, and can crew with her and she did it all herself she did it all herself and And she's connected with uh inspire and you this way that's right okay so um you know several other influencers we we launched with caroline vizana who she's definitely an it fashion uh woman in new york city always front row fashion week and Mm -hmm. really known for kind of vibrant collections and she mixes vintage with new and she's kind of been deemed the the Carrie Bratcha of today. Okay. So okay. um so she's 
really committed to building a fashion line and building this as a business. And it's been really fun to work with her. And so lots of another influencer, Amy Lefebvre, she's, you know, a fashion model. She's heading to Fashion Week in Paris to be on the runway, you know, so really, really been fun working with these, these creative women to help them launch lines. So I've been doing that. And in tandem with kind of the two different companies that I'm spearheading major initiatives, um, we have a, a podcast that's been a part of kind of our marketing strategy with, okay. with Stars Design Group. And that podcast has been really exciting because it it has opened the door for us to meet amazing people, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I've met some iconic people of the fashion industry over the last several months. I've met... Nicole Vichelis, who is deemed fashion royalty. And, you know, she's noted to have discovered Alexander McQueen, Jeremy Scott, Kristen LeCroix, like bringing their fashions to the United States and to the scene here. And, you know, Keenan Dufty, um, who's a designer that also a rock and roll star who was close friends with David Bowie and worked with him to design a collection. So like, I'm meeting these people that I'm just like, oh my God, who am I right now? You know? You're fangirling, I, but trying to be professional. Trying to be cool about it, yeah. you know? And at one point we even heard, um, we're, you know, we consult with a lot of startup brands and there's one that's in the streetwear space. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I just got off the phone with Jay-Z. And he was like, you know, he really likes your podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, JC knows who I am? Where am I? (laughs) Yeah, like think about, you know, three years ago. Right. This was was a dream you probably had that you didn't know how it would manifest. Because you know you've always wanted to work in fashion. For sure. Yeah. And now you're you're kind of combining all of your talents for marketing, for fashion, for for content, for you yeah. know, for being, you know, co- podcast creation, all of that all in like one role. I mean, right. You do you pinch yourself on a regular occasion? Oh, yes. And of course, you know, a benefit, my wardrobe has really grown because it needed to. Well, no, but your wardrobe was huge anyway. I mean, I think. I know. Uh, um, I guess everything's in perspective. Yeah. You know, for uh, one woman could be happy with a variety of sweatshirts with college college names on them, Absolutely. a la Michelle. <laughs> but, you know, and I always add another college sweatshirt whenever I'm traveling, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know? so, uh, yeah. So and I, we've probably made a few of those you know (laughs) exactly exactly so I think that's awesome yeah and and I'm glad that you know you're still committed to clearly speaking when you have when you're free and I know our listeners are excited for you yeah and um, I know they want to hear hear about it too so but as always Mm -hmm. if they don't if you guys don't follow Emily on Instagram you should, uh, because, you know, I know you guys follow us on Instagram, yeah. clearly speaking. But if you follow Emily, Trista Lane, then you can be connected to Star's Design mm-hmm. House and then Inspire. And then you can actually, like, see the different collections she's talking about. So yeah. I would I would start there. Go to yeah. Emily, <laughs> Trista Lane's Instagram. You'll see Iggy Pop dressed in one of Tina Lee's <laughs> skirts, okay. for example. So then you know you're at the yeah. right spot. <laughs> You know, there's like, if you're in Emily Lane and there's no Iggy Pub dressed in a, mm-hmm. in a pink tutu, then you're not the right spot. So, yeah, because, you know, I'm sure some of our listeners are all 
also fashion forward and fashion conscious oh, and sure. um, would be interested in um, seeing what you have on offer. Yeah. And what I think is so cool is like with what you guys do and work with influencers, you can just shop right there on your Instagram mm-hmm. to have that dress, that coat, that outerwear piece that they have designed. And it's like, you guys make it, it comes to you. It, you don't have to wait for it to show up at the at Neiman or mm-hmm. Dillard's or a department store. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it, I'm just speculating here, is the price point better for a consumer this route than sure. when you go through a retail? Direct to consumer, yeah. You're not, you're, you don't have to pad in another layer of, of pricing to support the brick and mortar infrastructure. So um, our fashions that we're designing with Inspire are super high quality, but you're getting it at, it's kind of like one of those things where you're looking at it and you're like, how can this be? Like looking at Tina Lee's um, items, they look like $800, $900 garments, yeah. but they're quarter of that. Yeah. A fifth of that. And so, um, you know, we've been very intentional about making sure to price things in a, um, it's kind of like getting a luxury item for more of an affordable price. So, you know. Accessibility to the the high high fashion. Yeah. And everything, we're also very intentional about producing in ethical way and all of those things. So we we did a collection of knitwear, one of those pieces I'm wearing today. Oh, okay. um, That was actually made in St. Louis. So, Made in the United States and also using technology. So this is knitted by robotic machinery that is fully sustainable, no waste, and the yarn is recycled um, material. So, you know, we have eco-friendly collections also, which, you know, is something people are, there's a lot of demand for. Good, good. The reality of it is another challenge. The, <laughs> the reality of being able to have accessible everything be sustainable is the, the the world isn't there yet to be able to do that but where we can we lean into and the the knitwear collection is you know one of those one of those areas so but the industry's heading that way so absolutely as technologies are implemented or designed or innovated yeah. things like 20 years ago 15 years ago you couldn't do that shirt absolutely so who knows what is going to be created to continue to make it more affordable for more companies to be yeah. able to take advantage of there's a lot of a lot of initiatives out there right i have meetings with companies weekly of companies who are like you know we have a fully sustainable initiative that needs to be implemented by 2025 we have to be 100 yeah. percent of our content needs to come from recycled or eco-friendly materials or there's a lot of interesting things out there there's you know leathers being made by mushrooms there's there's wow. all kinds of things that are out there now you got to be careful hopefully that people understand this you're not uh... it, it can't become your meal later you're not going <laughs> right. to slice it up and saute or, it with some butter it is it's not yeah. it's not a hallucinogenic no. m- uh, mushroom that you're wearing on your feet and that if you eat that you know you can get, trip to the other side yeah yeah no it's it's not but it's it's interesting it's fascinating what what's out there and yeah. what's developing in this space cool. so cool. yeah so those are some of the some of the things I've some of the things that, that have been keeping you busy yeah wonderful wonderful you've been also busy you had another trip to your favorite country i know i just love sweden i was so glad that i went and it was early january when i took the trip and now again I booked my trip because I subscribed to Scott's Cheap Flights. That's like total 
shout out for them. And uh, I get notifications when mm-hmm. there's these different fair fair sales. And so I got like a really good um, price from Chicago to Stockholm, including my bags. Okay. Round trip was like $430. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I was like, COVID be damned. I have not been to Sweden since, what, September of 2019. Has it been that long? Uh-huh. It was wow. September of 2019 when my daughter and I were there. Yeah. And uh, so I had, had missed everybody, and I wanted to to travel and, and yeah. take advantage of that. So, yeah, so I went in, um, in the beginning of January, and it was quite a different experience, international travel with the mm-hmm. COVID going on than it was the last time I went. And there was a little more anxiety tied to it. Sure. And I think all levels and layers of anxiety with it because, you know, in the beginning of January, flights were being canceled because crews weren't showing up. And Mm -hmm. so I was worried about my flight out of St. Louis to Chicago. You know, I had to have like a backup plan in case it got canceled. And because I still need, need to be able to fly out from Chicago that night at 10. So having like multiple levels of plan B, C's, D's mm-hmm. adds a little anxiety to you because you're not really, I never really had a plan like that before. Yeah. I had to take a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, my friend Anne in Sweden had said, hey, like read these uh, rules for Sweden. And Sweden's requirement was to have a negative COVID test within 48 hours of arriving yeah. in yeah. the country, not departing so I'd I'd had a COVID test on Monday but I wasn't leaving until Wednesday which means I wasn't getting there until Thursday so that test on Monday is no longer valid was not valid couldn't couldn't use it so and then I couldn't book a test on Tuesday because everybody's getting Omicron and testing and stuff so I found at O'Hare airport they have a oh good uh, yeah yeah but they don't work with insurance so it is yeah. out of pocket yeah and it was a hundred and twenty dollars mm-hmm. for that COVID test but I was worried not really worried because I had passed the one on Monday yeah so I got to Chicago got the test that was fine and then I had to wait show all my documentation yeah. to get on the plane you know we could get cleared for travel and then arrive in um, Denmark first I had a little layover in Denmark. And then finally arrive in Sweden. It was kind of funny because the passport control person was like, so where's your COVID test? And I was like, well, hold on. Let me get my phone out. And I had, and and it just took so long (laughs) to load, even though I have like unlimited data at like 2G speeds. I was like, it's coming. I promise you it's coming. And so finally, you know, I was able to get through passport control. And then I had to repeat it on the way back. Yeah, of course. And try not to put myself in any situations in the other country where I would get exposed. Yeah. You know, so I wore my mask and nobody gave me any problems in Sweden. Yeah. They're like, even though they don't have any mask mandates, people are very like, if you want to wear it, wear it. You know, we're not, we're not. Personal decision. It's not like here where they're judging Mm -hmm. you for wearing it. I had a really lovely time. It was cold. It was snowy. It was, you know... Mask keeps you warmer. It does uh-huh. keep you warmer. It's like, I think I'm going to go wear my mask when I'm out walking because it would keep my face warmer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I saw the great museums this time. Um, it was good. And lots of great wine, lots of great conversation. Yeah. And, um, and it was just good to connect with the the friends I have there. That's, um, that's so wonderful. And then, yeah, yeah, make it back home here where... Again, it's cold and snowy because we are recording this awesome? in February, beginning of February. 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, so, but next week it'll be 51, so I, I know, think we're all, all snow will go away. It'll all go away, <laughs> and we will be back to spring, Yeah, and then it'll be back to cold. I, I don't know, we're just sort of bouncing all around, I know. all around. Yeah. But before we get into, like, even more meat of our conversation, I know. we should probably talk a little bit about what we're our sipping wine. on today. Yes, <laughs> we're actually double fisting today, because we've got tea, because it's a cold, snowy day, Yeah. but of course we can't have our conversation without wine. I mean, right. that would just be so... It, it, you guys I don't would, even know what we would do. They would that. probably stop it right. and have to look and make what sure they're this? listening to clearly yes. speaking. There's no wine. They didn't talk about wine. I, so. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we're we going to a, a favorite of ours, Cap yeah. Royale, yeah. a Bordeaux. A Bordeaux and, Superior. Yes, Superior. Um, <laughs> been working on my French. <laughs> also studying Italian now. Did you know that? No. Mm, awesome. Yes. More to talk about. Can't okay. get distracted. So, okay. yes, so we are drinking this Cap Royale which is always wonderful we find it right around 12 to 15 dollars depending on where you're finding it and it's just one that always pleases you're gonna have nice full body but not really tannic you know it's very easy to drink lots of berries and currant and some cherry there's some herbaceousness like on the palate on this one, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I'm getting this particular year. Is this 2019? I think so. Yeah. This year, I, it, it, I'm it i noticing more vanilla notes on this than in years past. Yeah, this year is... Supple. Yeah. I, I was would, like, wow. Okay. There's more vanilla. This vintage does not disappoint. Right. Very pleasant. Very, very pleasant. Yeah. Good yeah. with food. Good with food, good with podcasts. Yeah. Good with tea. Good in the afternoon. Good in the afternoon or evening. So yeah, it's um I enjoy it as well. If we're comparing these vintages, right? So let's also if we can think as a pair of panties mm-hmm. that you have revisited yourself. Oh, right. Yeah, Maybe it's an old favorite. An old favorite. Maybe you have lost weight and so they fit mm. better again. Mm-hmm. Or you found the same style at the department store or online or, you know, and you were able to get it and it fits perfect and mm-hmm. and makes you feel as wonderful and beautiful as you as you obviously are right so that's what i would I think, think that this be like that i think that's a good, really good call yeah. yes an old favorite a bff of a panty a bff of a panty that mm-hmm. you are like i can't why have i not been wearing these panties yeah <laughs> why Silly me. They got stuck behind the drawer. Like, and you're like, there you are. I have missed you. Oh, look at me. Uh-huh. You know, check, your, check myself out in the mirror. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how I have a large panty collection. In the past, yeah. you will be so proud of me. I threw away probably 30, 40 pairs. Wow. I have just, I'm going through. They could no longer be used as dusting. Right. They're not (laughs) going to be able to shine my shoes. They're not going to be able to. No. I, I just, I'm ready to trim some things out. And it's like, you know, I'm never going to wear you because you're the elastics too loose. Or or I'm not going to wear you because you give me camel toe. I'm not going to (laughs) wear you because you ride up me or whatever. Yeah. Or even like, I know you you broke up with Ken. So it's like, I'm not going to wear you because that reminds me of that that time. Ew. Ew. You know? And that's okay. That's okay to purge that, purge it like that. Exactly. So it felt really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you burn them or you just... Threw them away. Threw them away. Threw them away. And, uh, and I'm, you know, rebuilding. I'm rebuilding a new collection. Are any of your uh, your clients panty makers? 
You know what? Um, and if not, maybe we you have, get one. We have made lingerie items in the past. However, we do have a new client coming on board that specializes in nice. lingerie, panties, swimwear. And when that comes to more fruition, I'll yeah, be able to talk course, about yeah, it. But yes, yeah. we do. Uh, we do have. We do have that in, that in our specialty. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So I guess like. Being a fashion creator, influencer, you know, like you are, the benefits are to sample the the product, much like a sommelier would get to sample the product. Yes. You know, um, you know, before you sell it, you have to be able to be, yeah. able, be able to say, I, I, I've worn it. It feels great. Or I it need, is fun. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, you know, racks of prototypes. So before something goes into full production there's rounds to make sure that the the fabrication's what you want and all of that so there's enough we, room underneath the armpit all you know, of it for... fits right feels right looks right so we just cleared out our sam our kind of proto racks for inspire at the office and oh my god the girls were going crazy <laughs> everyone's like layering up piles on their arms of you know all of these you guys don't yeah. need these anymore okay yep. it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited about this this one top that I I walked away with. Everybody tore the rack apart and then they left some things, so I got to go through that, which is fine. I'm yeah. happy that everybody got to go through it. So I'm kind of surprised that I was able to pick up this item. It's a sequin top that has feathers all the way down the bottom and oh, this like exposed z- zipper on the backside. And the the coloring of it is like a champagne and cream color. In production, it was a different color. It was green and uh, pink there was a green one and a pink one for holiday but i loved the proto that was done and just what's kind of on hand and available and i'm i'm so excited like i cannot wait to wear it it's big um because prototypes are a certain size and so it's big so what is a top is actually going to be a dress for me oh wow so i get to put it with leggings and wear it as a dress and it is so cute Oh my gosh! So, so like springtime, summertime. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll have to make sure when you are wearing it, mm-hmm. you take a picture and you know post it on Instagram or something. I like am that very so excited. It. Yeah. And then with the disclaimers, like, no, you cannot buy this. I know you can't. It was it's, literally one of a kind. Yeah. Discontinued. Never. You know. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't do it. But you can at least see what Emily's talking about. I know. So anyway, it's fun. Yes, I am. I my. As I mentioned, my wardrobe is expanding. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would be kind of awkward if it didn't. Yeah. If I work in fashion, but I just wear these jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. The fashion industry is so, like, most of the people that are in it and work it and are it wear black. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's just, it is the fashion thing. You know, we get together with people to record the show and everybody's in their black turtleneck, black sweater, black dress. It's like, it is such an industry that even though they're designing and making things that are inspired and to catch the eye, like most of the people that drive the industry <laughs> just wear black. And I am following suit to this. I've noticed lately going to work, like I now have a turtleneck for every day and so I so you know I'll I'll pair it with a really great skirt or you know killer boots or something like that but I'm finding it's it's it is taking pressure off to not be thinking about it so just have a handful of really really great turtlenecks that I love and then you know then when I 
hopefully the world opens up a little bit and we go to dinner or go yeah. to a gallery thing or whatever, that's when it comes time to be outrageous okay. with the clothing. But I am enjoying this kind of new discovery of a little more, a little more simple approach. Yeah. Simple but classic yet elegant still. Yeah, yeah. I can see why. I I understand why it's now. Like I see the light. <laughs> or wait, I see the black. I you guess. see the black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're back in black. I know. We're gonna go by anything yeah. else that's uh, also songs out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am writing a blog right now, by the way. Oh yeah. That is pairing each section of the blog with with 80s music okay, okay. <laughs> it just seems right it's about nfts and its influence in the fashion industry All and right. so i am putting together a playlist for this blog which is kind of fun it's fun to like revisit the songs from the 80s so yeah. like video kill the radio star and things right. like that are going to yeah, be a part yeah. of this playlist so <laughs> and that's for work for work okay yeah okay mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting when, when you're done with it i'd love to i'd love to read yeah it. well i'll show i'll share the playlist yeah. You know, because yeah, he doesn't want to dance around to some great 80s music. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, this girl does. <laughs> right. I love to dance around 80s music. And now that I'm, like, literally by myself at home, except for the animals, yeah. um, you know, empty nest, I just sometimes take the Bluetooth speaker into the different areas of the house and dance put it on around. a playlist and, you know, dance around. And How is that like feeling that. for you? How are you... Are you enjoying it? Are you, you know, how does empty nesting feel? Well, so I think that every time my children have to leave, I should go to do international travel Mm -hmm. before they leave. Okay. So they don't have to say goodbye. Yeah. Right. right. So, because William was already back in college when I arrived back um, from Sweden. So I didn't have to say goodbye to him. That makes it easier, I'm sure. It made it easier, sort of, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, of course, I I miss my kids. You know, Megan and Jacob are both thriving in Portland now. I mean, Megan was thriving before, but now Jacob lives there with her, too. My dog sitter. Yeah. My dog sitter left. dog sitter. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Jacob's got a job. He's doing really well. He's playing yeah. um, soccer with uh, a couple indoor teams, just thriving. Mm-hmm. And Meg is enjoying having their brother there with them. And um, yeah, it feels good. I feel mm-hmm. like this is going to stick when yeah. you think about it. And William is doing fabulous in college. Uh, second semester, he did fat, fantastic first semester. He's second semester. You know, art major, art major, doing some cool projects, great, you know, some cool installations. He's involved on campus. Uh, he's just uh, continues to be this like remarkable human being mm-hmm. that I get to be in his orbit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just cute. And Christmas time, he gave me one of the presents he gave me was a tea towel. You know, I love tea towels, yes. I love funny tea towels, I love, I love tea towels. I have. I can never have enough tea towels and like you and your panties yeah. or your wardrobe is like, well, I have even more tea towels now. Uh, and I like to give tea towels as gifts yeah. as well. So, uh, but he got me a tea towel from this place in, in Cedar Rapids called Ray Gun, which is a real fun, fun store to go to. And it says, someone in Iowa loves you. Aww. Right. So I have that on my, my stove yeah. and every day I'm, I'm reminded, which is, Aww, you know, it's just so, so nice. So touching. Yeah. Um, that uh, William is is there what was funny is that I got back from Sweden getting working things like that and I didn't really call my kids or my mom even I just sort of it was I was really 
alone. Yeah. And on one day, I heard from all of them. They were like, you haven't talked to me. You haven't called. You haven't. And we wanted to check in. And I was like, wow. Uh, yeah, they you know. were worried about you. Well, and the fact that. I guess when you're when I'm when you're an empty nester and you don't have a partner, right? Yeah. No spouse or anything like that, you can start to feel like nobody knows you're around. You know, like like they're not thinking of you because they're all with their lives, right? And you can kind of create your own your own isolation or you can maybe exacerbate your isolation sure. because you know, I wasn't doing the reaching out. So it made me feel good that they all on one day FaceTimed or called. And, and I know I had been suffering from, you know, a little anxiety, a little depression sure. wanting to make its way in. Yeah. Well, and it's winter, which is, and it's still COVID. So like we are more isolated and I, I completely understand that. I, I'm naturally a social kind of gregarious person and I for the first time am noticing that of myself too mm, you know that yeah. I when I'm home when I'm I have a moment to myself I am indulging in it and um I'm finding myself being less social you know and I think it's because one I've I've been working on my house yeah. and um it's nice to be in my home yeah. and I love it yeah and um and I am treasuring that kind of quiet time and downtime, but I'm finding that I have to really work hard to motivate myself to get out, like even just to go to the store. Like I have to really be like, okay, I'm like, it's better for you. Like, yeah. go do something. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way as well. Um, and so one of the things that I have done to balance, you know, because I do improv, but we haven't been mm-hmm. meeting because of the Omicron and, and we've had some members of the team be sick. They're they're better now. But, you know, like all of that yeah. out there in the universe anxiety that we're all dealing with. And then I work by myself with my job and then I'm home by myself with the animals and they are loving and their only demands are they, I need to feed them, yeah. pet them and let them go out and pee. Right. Yeah. So they're not terribly demanding mm-hmm. uh, entities in my life. So what I have done, though, is I am going to start this part-time job. <laughs> so a couple nights a week, it's seasonal. I'm going to be working as an usher for at a local uh, theater company. And I am really excited about it's it. It's so fun. You know, I'll get yeah. my little uniform and I'm not going to be in charge. Yeah. Which is a, a nice spot kind to be in. Kind of like, uh, that's got to be a alleviate a little of pressure you just go have fun <laughs> and I get to watch theater good Sounds theater great. yeah so so that I start that next week and then you know it only lasts through the seasons lasts through like mid-April and then you don't start again until September so I have all my summer That's for the, perfect. the pool and travel and things like that it's perfect and uh, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's an exciting thing that's happening in my life. That's really um, cool. You have a lot to celebrate, actually. You had a pretty big, a big week last week. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That, a story that has been on an arc for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Came to a resolution. Yeah. If our listeners, our, our longtime listeners may have uh, been yeah. aware and our new listeners are not aware, but uh um, my house, while well, I was traveling in Europe in 20, September 2017, um, that 2019, long ago. September 27th oh, okay. like that of 2019, yeah. sorry, um, we had a burglar, a home invasion, and when William was home, 
and the young... It was traumatic. It was traumatic. Yeah. Lots of damage to my house. The young man bled all over the house. I mean, you can listen to the episode called Aftermath and Mm -hmm. um, get really, like, more detail on what had actually happened. And we actually interviewed the young woman who was in charge of the biohazard cleanup company um, who had come and, you know, Mm -hmm. got all the bloody stuff out of my house. Anyway, (laughs) so... The, for the last two and a half years, the court case has been pending. There was COVID. There was, you know, everything was kind of shut down, slow, slowed down. And uh, the young man was sentenced on um, on Thursday this week. And I... Um, and he's I, been out, he's like been out this whole time. Right? Uh, not, he spent a year in jail. Did he? Okay. He, uh, COVID is what uh, COVID is what prompted him to be released on bond, mm. and he had a lot of restrictions on bond, and he has met them all. It's been quite impressive that okay. he has turned his life around, and I knew that his sentencing hearing was coming up. And Were you there? I was on. The, it was a Zoom. I, it was a Zoom, and I was there. And I made a victim impact statement. And what I want to try to explain is I knew it was coming up. I knew I would be able to be there. I knew I could make a statement. And I had been wrestling with, like, what is, what is like, the proper punishment? I mean, mm-hmm. this, this young man was high on ketamine. He was 26 at the time. He's now close to 20, maybe just 29 now. You know, he has a kid now, he's mm. working, he's he's sober. You know, what is what is the right... Does he show a lot of remorse? He shows a lot of remorse. And, yeah. and like, and what is the right thing for... what right? What's the right punishment? Because he did have priors, you know, he had, he had some yeah. troubled past before he even got to my house. Um, and he hit a number of houses that same day that he hit my house. My house was the last one. Um, and of course, in typical dramatic flair, you know, jumping from one roof to the next yeah. roof. I mean, it was crazy. But still, your favorite coat. Still, my favorite coat. Wore <laughs> Lots it, bled of all it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never got it back, which is fine. Yeah. I don't need it. But you know, I was like, you know, is it is the important part for him to go to jail and then you know prison sentence and then we as taxpayers are now covering everything for him and then if he gets yeah. out in 15 years and he's in his 40s like what kind of life do you start right at after jail in your 40s being in jail like for your some of your prime years you know 30s yeah. you really start figuring stuff out you right know? right you know and if you got a kid and yeah. so i you know i was like wrestling with it because you know i want justice i want accountability but but you want him to become a better human being ultimately right 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 so what really kind of turned me was i was watching and it's on paramount plus and it's called indivisible healing hate mm-hmm. mandy pentinkin is um narrating it and it's a six-part series it's amazing the documentary on the you know white supremacy the extremism how what happened on january 6th is it should not have been a surprise if we really reflect upon the things that happened in our history Mm. just Mm -hmm. as far back as like ruby ridge Mm -hmm. waco you know timothy mcveigh all of those things and so i was watching it um and i got to the oklahoma city episode Mm -hmm. that episode and that what happened in oklahoma city is very very personal to me because I grew up I, right. many, many years in Oklahoma. I had been to the Murrah building to get my passport. It was a 
six days after Megan had been born. My dad was on the road going downtown Oklahoma City for his own doctor's appointment when the bomb went off. You know, it was like everybody I knew in Oklahoma knew somebody who had died or yeah. been affected by it. So, so I'm watching the episode, and what really affected me was this uh, this father of one of the victims. Her name was. Kayla or Carla, but his father. And she was 23 when she perished in the bomb. And he talked about, and he's an older guy now, he talked about having all of this like hate in his heart and that he was saying to himself in the years after, a few years after the bombing, like, I can't go on living like this. I can't, I can't keep this anger. Like, what, how do I, how do I move forward? And then he said that he'd heard on the news that Timothy McVeigh's dad was going to be on TV or speaking or something. And that inspired him after he saw him on the television. He actually drove to Timothy McVeigh's dad's house. And he said his dad invited him in, let's say, for tea. And he said that we just had these conversations. And he could see the the heartbreak and the devastation in that parent's eyes. His sister, Timothy McVeigh's sister was there. They just, as three human beings, were there for each other. And he, like, let go of his hatred and, and anger and moved more towards a positive. And I thought... Now, what happened to my house is not the same thing as what happened in Oklahoma City. But I thought, if that gentleman can show grace to Timothy McVeigh's family and and forgive Timothy McVeigh, I can show grace to this young man who had a really bad day. Yeah. Um, And so... I mean, you know, the thing is, too, most people that go down these darker paths like they've they've had history that gets them there like you know Mm -hmm. i think inherently we start out as good you know good beings that um want to do well you know and and that's just not the path that everybody gets to navigate so the fact that um one you're you're open to forgiveness is is absolutely right and to the fact that he is open to recognizing that he was in a terrible place and wants to be good wants to do right by his new family wants to stay sober I mean that's all I mean that's actually the best possible scenario in the end right so I did in my statement my overarching theme of my statement was that, uh, and we've said this phrase on the podcast before, that a lifetime cannot change a moment, but a moment can change a lifetime. For sure. And so I talked about that moment when he came in the house and the lives that were changed. And it actually, you know, his own life was changed because of that. And then I wrapped it up that, you know, you know actions have consequences. I, you know, you need to be held accountable. What that looks like is up to the judge. Should you be given a second second chance at life? Can you be the person that we all can be proud of? Mm-hmm. Can we trust you to make the right choices? Can we trust you will make good moments, positive moments in your life? And um, and I said I sincerely hope so. You know, and so what ended up happening was because he had a lot. Of, I mean, there were a lot of charges because a lot of yeah. felony charges. And the judge told him that he was taking a chance on him. He goes, I took a chance on you when I let you out on bond. And I'm going to be taking a chance on you again. Do not let me down. 
So he sentenced to 12 years, but that in the Department of Corrections, but that is suspended and he's put on probation for five. But he has so many caveats, so many requirements um, within that probation. Drug testing, AANA, has to be employed, has to make restitution, has to, cannot be in my neighborhood. You know, if he's at his mom's house, he can only be at his mom's house and he has to leave. You know, he cannot be like walking around and, you know, making any of the, his victims uncomfortable like that. Um, he, uh, he has to wear the ankle bracelet for, for six months monitoring. Um, he's, uh, the judge wants to see him again in six months so he can evaluate how the probation is going, um, things like that. Because if he fails on any of those accounts, then his requirements, then he goes to jail for 12 years. Wow. So I feel like there's a lot yeah, of, it's a lot, a lot at stake for him, a lot of structures yeah. in there. And yeah. the judge was like, well, I know that you're, um, probably not very happy, you know, the, to, the victims that were on the call. And I, I said, I'm fine with your choice. And I just hope that the young man listens to what um, what you said and the opportunity you've given mm-hmm. him. So, uh, and then when the judge said that if my son is who is not on the call, if he has any questions or wants more information or is upset because you know William was here when yeah. this guy broke in, um, that the judge said he would be willing to meet with William one on one and outline his reasoning and talk with him. And I said, well, I'll let my son know that. And and, and the judge was like any time. It doesn't have to happen in the next three yeah. weeks. Like any time. That's amazing. Yeah. That he felt such a responsibility to, you know, to your son. Yeah. Yeah. Did, what, and what? It, how, how does William feel? Well, from what I could tell. He, when I explained all of the the restrictions that the young man has to abide by, William understands that this is not just a walk in the park. This is not a forgiveness. You know, he has to do these things um, because, and if he fails at any point, and in, in, in within the next five years, he'll go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that five years, if you if you can live sober, employed, restitution. Um, you know, contribute to society. I think you can have a pretty good shot of maintaining that kind of life mm-hmm. beyond that. Now, if at year six, seven, eight, he he goes back and screws up, I don't think he's going to get another shot. No. Yeah. He won't get probation. Yeah. So even though he won't be on probation, if he ha- commits another crime... He, he will, it will be probably the end for him. So I'm hoping right. that this young man will, has developed, will continue to develop the coping skills, stay away from the, anybody that might've been a bad influence on him, you know? Yeah. What did the defense say in his, you know? Well, he was, he pled guilty to okay. it. So it wasn't like he went to trial. He pled yeah. guilty to it. Okay. Um, and he, uh, is very sorry. And um, the defense attorney said that, and she's a public defender, said that in all of the time that she's worked as a public defender, she's never, she goes, I'm 100% honest, true. I've never seen one of my clients turn their life around as much as this, as this young man did. So. Okay. Well, that's. That helps. It does. Yeah. And, um, and I'm glad that there are all those restrictions. It would be, I think I would feel different if it was like, all right, you're on probation. Just don't screw up and, uh, yeah. and you know, go out there. And, I, you know, I think this young man needs structure. 
And I think the judge has given him structure. Any thoughts on on his parents and how they felt about the situation? Did they were they present? They were present on the call. They did not speak. They have spoken. The mother has spoken prior um, on some of the bond hearings, and yeah, you know, I I just have to kind of um, I'm just kind of taking the example of the the older man on that television program, mm-hmm. and if he could be you know forgiving. I, that's just how, yeah, of uh, course, how I, I don't want to let any, any negative thoughts that I may have, uh, harbored, yeah. <laughs> may have dwelt on in years past. I, I just, I am glad that her son is remorseful, has a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I hope the parents see that as a second chance too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I um what a what a trauma and I'm I'm just so glad yeah. that um this is where it's at. You know that right. it's it feels like it's there's there's healing. It feels like you know this this young man is taking this opportunity to turn things around and again, you just you can't you can't hope for a better outcome. Right. You know. Yeah, because I I don't think I I think incarceration would have we would have yeah. cre- we would have created a bigger monster. Yeah, I mean the drug problem wouldn't have been resolved. Right. You know the the hardships that existed to get him where he's at wouldn't have been resolved. Right. And and you're right, he wouldn't be necessarily a better person leaving prison 15 years from now. Exactly. Or 12 years from exactly. now. Exactly. And you then know. then what do we have? Yeah. Now you got somebody who's. For the bulk of their life, you know. Yeah, like prime earning years, mm-hmm. um, can have a job, can be there for his son, can be the dad he maybe always wanted, didn't get. The child, let's look at the impact to the child, you know. Yeah. And, and being, growing up, your most informative years um, as a young child growing up, not having a father present right. because he's in jail. <laughs> you know? That just that perpetuates yes, that line of, of behaviors. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel, I feel very good with the outcome. I'm was, I've been very pleased with the way that the St. Louis city circuit court has kept me informed the, every step of the way mm-hmm. on every, every proceeding. I mean, I, they did a really, they do a really good job. And so okay. I don't have, I don't have any complaints with what I've, what I've experienced now. I know you're doing jury duty later this week, so oh. you might have a whole different oh experience. My God. But at I least know. you're not doing, would that have been ironic if like, it been, if well, he'd gone to trial, you'd, you'd been recused. You'd been like, I, I know the victim. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, you know what I find troubling about this experience so far? I'm not even in it. But what's, what's troubling is they don't tell you anything about what you're up for, what you're going into. Like, you know, I'm supposed to leave. My jury duty starts on Tuesday. I'm supposed to leave on Sunday. You know, they don't tell you like, hmm, you know, you're, here's the average expectation right you know you're you come well you know you're you're kind of in the system for a week they don't tell you any of that they're like you come that's it yeah yeah how do i plan my life right right yeah. i you yeah. know i have i have work i have meetings i have you know all of this stuff i have lots of things happening in the next few weeks so i don't know that's the thing lack of communication is one of those things that just always frustrates me and so far 
that's been my first experience, <laughs> you know? So we'll see. Well, I would say that to be on your side as a potential juror and to have a frustration of lack of communication is probably the more preferable person to have that frustration than be a, like the victim and being frustrated that there's lack of communication, you know? So, so they just probably need to balance it better or whoever's running the yeah. victim services portion of it might need to t- talk to the, whoever's running the jury service yeah. portion and get that worked out better for everyone involved. I have mm. a, I have a feeling that you'll be, you, you won't be there all week. Good. Let's channel that yeah. feeling. And, yeah, I think, yes. and then, then you really, I mean, I think you can be assured that you won't get called for another 18 months to two years. Yeah, that's good. You know, yeah. Yeah. and then hopefully by then COVID will be over and then they'll be like, this is actually how jury, everybody's had to create new ways of doing things yeah. because of COVID. So that could yeah. also be part of it. Like, you know, I mean, I guess, yeah, I'll be curious to hear how it went, especially if you mm-hmm. have to actually show up at the courthouse. So far, that's a yes. But okay. um, but I'm supposed to check in online on Monday. Okay. To find out. So we'll see. Yeah. I probably should study that up this weekend just so there's no surprises. <laughs> right. You yeah. Know, make sure you look, oh, I need to have the COVID test uh, negative within 40 hours of arriving. Yeah. I need Oops. to make sure I know all that. Yeah. And you could always, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, that um, committing fraud is a good thing, but you could always say that you don't feel very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, I, don't know. I don't know if it's allergies or, yeah. you know, just um, mm-hmm. someone's coming on. That'd be like, so but, we'll but put you, you know, back in the pool and that's then you delay just it. it. See, but then I'm back in the pool and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be called in another couple of months. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. go through the pain and angst of it's coming up. I mean, let's Better face it. Over with. I, yeah, I'm, I'm never not going to be busy. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's always going to be the case. So I just need to suck it up and go. To your civic duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ugh. good. It's good. Well, I have, I'm so glad you were able to come. And it's been really fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll um, definitely get, you know, keep me, po- I know you keep me posted. You yes. Know, and we can, like, you know, if everybody goes who, um, you know, wants to follow Emily on Instagram, then that'll help also yeah. give you an idea of what she's doing and, and out there and connect that way. Now I'm going to have to get busy on my Instagram. Well, I mean, they can- <laughs> At least go to your Instagram and be connected. Figure, figure out the rest of me. All right? of your other, all of your other Instagrams, you know, um, would be. There's a, good a few way. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, and having to try to remember all the passwords is freaking crazy. It's, it's yeah, it is. It's difficult. Yeah. I have a new system that good. that I've developed to help manage all of that because it, <laughs> it it was just insane for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's been great, and I am, you know, I'm excited, and I look forward to chit-chatting again yeah soon. or the next um, batch of stories right right, right. and um, until then though we'll just keep keep taking care of our our mm-hmm. listeners of course you guys will keep taking care of yourselves you know managing this time go get a part-time usher job yeah uh, if you want to uh make sure you know you're not uh, succumbing to the mm-hmm. isolation feeling Right. Um, spring have is, some good wine. Yeah, spring is around the corners. Have some yeah. good wine. Get some new panties. Exactly. Um, we you should. Know. You know what we should do? I was just thinking today, with the snow out and everything, that we should go have a picnic in the park. 
Well, we did that one other time. We did, and it was fabulous. <laughs> Let's go do it again. Well, we could, we could make that happen. Mm-hmm. We definitely could make that happen. So, But um, until then, everybody, take care of yourselves. We will be back with another episode soon. And uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.